Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, we're back welcome, here welcome. with uh, co-founders Luke Till and Richard Thomas. Richard, glad to have you back in the pod. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Not too bad at all, man. Like, you know, looking forward to discussing the, you know, obviously the end of season and the, the big games to come. Massive games too lot, today. A lot going on, mate. Although the season has, has finished sort of English football-wise, there's still a lot going on, a lot to discuss. Um, but I want to just go over over the North Sea for a minute because uh, we are on, got, uh, on, on Sunday, the, the, as we're recording Sunday the 26th, uh, yesterday, um, I was very pleased to uh, to, to see that Esbjerg um, qualified for the Europa League by finishing third position. And um, yeah, obviously, as you know, Rich, I've sort of adopted Esbjerg as a bit of a sort of a... Danish, Danish, uh, Super League, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 it's you're really into it. I know you're into it a lot. It, aren't you? It's taken a, it's taken a special place in my heart, mate. And um, if I'm honest, yeah, I, I was delighted to see a club which have sort of they were they were promoted from the uh, Nordic Bet League uh, last year, um, and I've got a good coach and John Lammers who's who's come up and, and done a great job really on a very limited budget um, it has to be said um, and finished above teams like as you you know teams like Bromby um, you know have, have got a lot of, uh, quite a, a lot of history like yeah, in terms of also, the, also they've got a lot of sort of stature in terms in terms of sort of in terms of um, you know European football and re- certainly well, in recent, they, they, recent they, um, Thomas Brolin come through here isn't it? and he like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he actually come through at Bromby I know he that's where he made his name and he scored that uh, infamous goal against England well, that was obviously the, 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 the Euros, wasn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, a, a, a huge congratulations to Eschberg and everyone um, associated with the club for, for qualifying for the Europa League uh, qualifiers first round. And I'll uh, certainly be following them home and away um, in, in the European qualifiers, and I look forward to doing that. And just something I just want to touch on, and you may notice the pod sounds a little different today. That's because we've got we've we've invested a bit in the infrastructure of the pod, haven't we, Rich? You know, yeah, yeah. These mics what, are nice. We've got, got new uh, technology going on with you know s- stepping up the. The quality and the, the sound. Hope you guys can hear it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's going to be a bit of a, um, you know, we're going to feel our way around this a bit. So it might be, you know, that we mess around with the levels a little bit. So bear with us, but we're just finding our feet a bit. You know, yeah, you talk, talk a bit more about it. Though. I mean, in terms of the, 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 I know you probably had more. You the one who looked them up and had the, the Road, more yeah. This, 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 this is a, a, a piece, of, a piece of road software which, which works off iOS. I won't go into boring with too much details, but yeah, I mean, basically the mics are, are, are much better quality than we used to use. Um, hopefully, they should be picking up our voices, and you will still get some background noise because we are outside here in in Croydon, uh, sitting in the pub garden, having a couple of beers, um, enjoying the sunshine. Although the sun's gone in for a minute now, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, I mean, the software itself is, should make it easier for sort of editing and, and things like that. But you know, podcasts are. Like I said to you about the listening experience, so hopefully this should make uh, things a little bit better. Um, I hope you guys can hear us a bit more loud and clear, loud and you know. Clear, and loud, and loud and clear, lovely stuff. Anyway, so um, yeah. obviously we're right in the midst of the sort of the playoff campaign, aren't we, Rich? Yep, yep, we are indeed. Yeah. And obviously we had a League Two playoff final yesterday uh, with uh, Tranmere beating Newport one 0 and a you know a sickness for, for Newport, obviously mm. um, with with a, a, a header. I think it was in the ninety. Oh, was it? No, it was yeah, the, the, twenty eighth minute. Twenty eighth minute. Extra yeah. time, and I mean right at the end, sort of thing. There's absolutely no yeah. chance for Newport to come back. Newport obviously went down to ten men. I think in the last minute of, of a bit of heartbreak time. For him. A bit of heartbreak for him. But you know, obviously, I don't really follow the championship mm. as much as you do. Well, this is League and, Two. Um, yeah. yeah, this is League Two. Yeah, no, but I mean. Championship, League One, EFL. League Two, EFL. I'll yeah. say the football leagues, yeah. shall I say? The seventy-two and, uh, but clubs. I've always seen, like, obviously, tra- um, Tranmere, who um, you know, for you know, a long time they were sort of like you know, in the championship at least, and they. Well, they're in the old Division One, I think. Old Division One, yeah. one, and they, they sort of dropped down. So, I mean, 
obviously they're the closest club to Liverpool, so I like to see them doing well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's the Look only reason for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only reason I like to see them doing well. But yeah, I mean, two back-to-back promotions. For, 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 for Trammer, yeah, I mean, obviously they came off with the two playoff promotions. Back, they came off from the national league last year by yeah, the playoffs, playoff. and then and then obviously uh, a, a big win yesterday. And um, it would, whilst it would have been a bit of a fair as hell for Newport, obviously, you know they've, they've had the FA Cup runs in, in recent years. Um, I think, I mean, over, over the course of the game, I think uh, it's fair to say that Trammer probably um, deserved the win. But today. I think actually just kicking off in a minute actually time time uh, time of recording. Hopefully, I'm hoping we might be able to catch the second half. Is is uh, the League uh, One playoff final, which is Sunderland and Charlton, um, and this is you know two arguably um, clubs which sh- shouldn't be in the in the league that they are. I mean, especially mm. when you look at the infrastructure of Sunderland. Um, for those, I'll definitely say Sunderland, Charlton. Uh, they were in the Premiership for a while. Well, yeah, and then, and, then, and then there are the issues with, with sort of the fans wanting to get rid of Kirbishley and, and, sort of and move a bit ahead of their station, and things obviously went terribly yeah. wrong. But Sunderland, I mean, you look at the infrastructure that in terms of the stadium, in terms of the, the academy of light, the, the training ground, uh, everything behind the scenes. I mean, people only have to watch the, the Netflix mm. documentary Sunderland, so I'd like to see how, how well built that club is. Mm. Um, and sh- surely a club which really is, but in infrastructure, if not anything <coughs> else alone, is, is, is Premier League standard, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's that, and I think it's like, as well, I think the biggest thing about football is the fans, you know, the fans are the most important thing sometimes, and I feel like when you, whenever Liverpool's play at Sunderland, or any any team, Sunderland fans are, are massive, they're, they're as passionate as, obviously, like yeah. Newcastle. Huge crowd. Yeah. I mean, League One have been getting 30,000. I mean, that's, I'm yeah, just a, that's, that's know, crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, so that says it all, yeah. you know, and um, they deserve to, like, I think their fans, if anything, deserve to, you know, be, be doing well yeah so. and, and have, have a bit of a luck obviously after the downturn of t- two successive uh, relegations obviously from yeah. the from Premier League and, and from the Championship and I feel so. like everything went wrong for them even even to the, to the Adam Johnson thing they had you know like he was their star man he obviously went down you know what, what he got caught up in but I mean um, when it rains it pours it seems like everything went wrong for them and, and it ended up literally yeah. just dropping and dropping which is that's what a lot of teams do and it's mad how the momentum no matter how much of a good club you are, if you if things if the infrastructure ain't right, then you can end up just being shit on the field because everything works to the field from the, the bloody tea ladies, man. Well, it's, 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 I think it's a bit of a bad luck though, bad as well. To be fair, I mean, in terms of obviously you know the Darren Gibson highlighted incident, you know where he was sort of drink driving in court, and you know they've had a lot of players that the sort of um, Jack Rodwell who was obviously sitting on seventy grand a week in, in the championship. Yeah, yeah, Jack Rodwell's another good point. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. That's, quite, that's not been able to move him on. I mean, he did that article um, where you know he said he wanted to play, and obviously he's, he, why, why would he um, terminate his contract if? if um, I'm not playing, therefore get, I'm not getting a chance to showcase my skills. Therefore, I'm going to be unemployed. You know, so you can yeah. kind of see it from two two ways in, in that sense. But um, no, obviously we're hoping. Well, personally, I'm hoping that some of them do it. Um, you know, after the, the issues they've had off the field and whatever, it is short, not putting any money in after after a while and. and, and sort of the plot yeah, out. yeah, no, definitely. And I think on the Charlton side, I think like Lee Bowie is always one of them. You know, you kind of, I wouldn't even say you love him or hate him, most people hated him because he's just, <laughs> a lot of people thought he wasn't a, a good guy, but I always thought he was a, like a decent player. I mean, we were linked with him at one point, he was one of them really? players, yeah, yeah, look, we're linked with him, yeah, look, under, um, Julio, like, yeah, we were linked with him, and I always thought he had, you know, he had a certain amount of ability, which I liked, and the fact he's gone into management, I mean, good luck to Charlton and Sunderland, but I think, yeah, like, I think Sunderland deserve it more just for their fans and the, the, the 
stature of their club. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I mean, it, the, the game is worth uh, twenty million pounds to the people that go up. Obviously, it's not as big as the Championship Playoff final, which is, which is tomorrow, and tomorrow, that's yeah. that Derby Villa, which is we'll all, always called the uh, you know the richest game in football. It's the hundred million pound because of the TV money and that's Premiership, isn't it? It's, it's 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 you know it's crazy that, that sort of money can 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 sort of um, ride on one game. But um, you know, I think personally, I wanted to see a, a Villa Leeds. Uh, final maybe because you know the, the, the two, you know the stature of those two clubs being huge, massive club. I mean Derby are, are you know a club rich in history and you know one of the, the greatest clubs in terms of English European history especially. Um, so yeah, I mean it's still two, two sort of giants coming against each other. And but, I, yeah, I, I guess I know you're not sort of big on the championship. Yeah, yeah, but, but I still remember. Like, I still you know even um, Derby to be honest with you this season we've got a connection with Derby because one of our sort of talented youngsters. Harry Wilson, yeah, he's done been, really well. Yeah, and he's been he's he's been really good. He's been good for the last two seasons. Um, last season he was on loan at another championship club. I can't actually remember now, but like this season he's done well again. And like uh, obviously Lampard is the, the manager there, and it's interesting the way he's actually managed it. Like he had, I think he had a good infrastructure when he came in. Oh, at Derby, Derby a, well, a well a well sort of set up behind the scenes. Don't I mean you've got to look at it. they've got a great stadium, great great um, good fan base. You know, good good academy. Um, you know, good training ground, and obviously, when you bring in a inexperienced manager like Lampard, and you know, this has been debated to the to the cows come home whether he should have stepped into a club of that stature, really, and maybe he should have started lower down the period, the, sort of the football league pyramid. Mm. But he's certainly been helped out by his coaching staff, and his and his name has enabled him to attract, you know, a lot of players lot from of players Chelsea, stuff, yeah. from Liverpool, and loan and things like that. And he's he's done things. I think sometimes really well. you know, with these with these ones where players go to managers, either it works or it don't work, and it's worked. As simple as that. I mean, the fact they're in the, the playoffs, and uh, you know, I think that was the yeah. remit from at the start of the season. I think for a club like Derby, it was minimum playoffs. Minimum playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, Derby. I remember the last time they were in the Premiership, and they had to think they had like the worst record ever of a promoted team in the Premiership. Was, so if they do get up, 18, I hope it was eighteen or eleven 18, points. Like, or about eighteen it? points, something ridiculous. But well, um, see that, yeah, I mean, that game good. tomorrow. What's your what's your feelings on it? What do you um, really think? Uh, personally, I think Villa. Um, I, I mean, the, the, the Derby Leeds playoff semi-final second leg was a fantastic game of football, one of the best I've seen for a long, long time. I mean, mm. unbelievable um, fight back from, from, from Derby there, because I mean, it looked like, uh, for me, that Leeds sort of had, the, well, not the job done, but you know, they needed to do a, certain, a little amount of work to see him through to, the, to, to Wembley, and, and Derby came back with a great fight back, and it was a, it was a great game for, for the neutral, especially. I'm sure if you were a Derby or Leeds fan, you know, you were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely as a neutral, it's a good game. I mean, um, I do think um, tomorrow for for me, I feel like uh, I think Derby slightly have the edge. I don't know what you it think? is. I think I think, I think they got you no. Know, like I say, this Harry Wilson player that we got on loan. Them, he's like supremely is that talented. A bit of a bias for you, just because Harry Wilson. No, 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 at all, not at all. <laughs> I mean, like, I think he, he, you know, Grealish. I think Grealish is like he's better than I thought. He is like very talented, and there's not a you know there's not a, what can I say? It's not a coincidence why Tottenham were in for him. Pochettino is a manager I rate, and I think he if he's going for Grealish, then he's seen something in him that's really good. So, well, but this, I is mean, some, this is something else I wanted to ask you about. In mm. fact, in terms of obviously you've got um, these two clubs, these two big clubs, but in the sense that you know these two clubs do put a lot towards going for promotion, and if they don't. It's inevitable that they are going to lose some of the bigger players. So it's arguably you could see, although Greedish is, is obviously a, a Villa boy through and through, you could argue that um, there's a there's a chance that you know, like the Tottenham interest could come through. I think Man United were sort of muted as interested as well. Um, 
if those players go, it's not you're not ripping the heart and soul of the club, but you know you, you're losing a big chance for next season, obviously, to try again. So well, I think I think this is, it's just like I think in any uh, any football team that does well and they're like a you know a team that uh, are not at the top in terms of they got talented youngsters. Any team with talented youngsters that do well in the season, they're going to get picked off. Yeah. Um, they're going to get picked off no matter what. A couple of their top players will go, and I think that's just how. I mean, Ajax, um, just going on to the bit of something different. But Ajax, they um, obviously done so well in the Champions League, yeah. and already one of their midfielders, De Jong, he's gone to Barcelona for seventy-five million. They're looking at their um, young centre back called uh, Delight. Yeah, yeah. yeah G- well, well, apparently today it's come out that he's not going to go to Man United. He's not going to go to Man United, no. And I'm not surprised because United haven't really got that that structure. I think Barcelona is perfect for him. I mean, he's 19, but he's a monster. And Ajax have done so well, and they're, they're going to get picked off. And you kind of feel sorry for them. At the end of the day, they're bringing in money that is going to well, that, you know that, that, generate that, around the club and be able to bring in other players. So I think it's that, it's a model. Yeah. I think when it comes to sometimes until you get to that supreme level of a team where other players don't want to go to other clubs you're always going to be susceptible to your players going think, do you know what I mean that's just I how it is in a it's sense, a football chain in a sense that some clubs and I mean Ajax are a huge team obviously huge history huge, huge infrastructure I mean huge team you know, no matter what um, but because they play in the Eredivisie the, the TV money point. isn't isn't sort of, a, of of a Premier League club or of a, of a La Liga club or you know I'll um, say the same thing about PSG well, yeah, I mean, they play in League One, but I mean, obviously, you know, they, they, they rely quite heavily on their, yeah, they, their they, Champions they, they, League they, they, success. But yeah. I mean, because Ajax play in Eredivisie, you, 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 you need to sustain yourself as a football club in a certain way. So it's almost like, you know, friend of the pod, David Hilberty, he's a Celtic fan. And he says that because they play in the Scottish Premier League, um, a way that a club like Celtic sustains himself is by buying Edouard, who, who scored and, uh, in, in the... Um, Scored the winner in the uh, the cup final yesterday, and congratulations yeah. to, to Celtic the triple, for doing triple, the yeah. treble treble, which is mm. unbelievable. And hopefully Neil Lennon will get the recognition he deserves and get the job there. But players like Edouard, they brought in from PSG for seven million, um, or seven or nine million, I think it was. And, and you know he, they they built him up as a player, and they will sell him on for 25, 30 million And that's how those sort of clubs that's sustain how those themselves. Clubs sort of run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My main my, sort of my main point around it was just like in terms of you know if a a team that is not say for example Ajax they're playing in the league where the competition's not much um, PSG they're winning the league every year well not just, I say Ajax is probably they got PSV but if you look at say Celtic Bayern for example I mean, you've got some big clubs I mean, visit, to be fair. these teams are dominating their leagues but it's like they, you're not going to get much credibility for, that's harsh but you won't get as much credibility for example if you was a top team in you have to say so, or La Liga or the Premiership then you can really say these teams are playing well, against. A, because, yeah, it's, well, Serie A, I think even that league has dipped a bit. But I think the Premiership so competitive. As, uh, I mean, you've got six teams. Where in any other league, you don't get six teams who can actually uh, give you a problem in a game. Like, you know, a lot of these, like uh, Juventus, for example, in Serie A, they've won the league. I mean, they've they've, they've won the league eight times in a row. This season, they've won it. Yeah. Eight times in a row. I mean, Celtic, what's that? I don't know. Ten times in a row. Well, I don't think it's ten times in a row, no. But I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but I think also the point is is around um, being able to attract certain players to your club because they because you mm. play week in week out in a league. 
which isn't potentially as attractive to uh, you know the big players as the Premier League would be and things like that. So you need to spend a lot more money on your academy and, and, mm-hmm. and sustain yourself in that way. But no, um, yeah, just just to put a touch on again, obviously, yeah, well done to Celtic for doing the treble treble. And I mean, unprecedented treble treble, given, given the fact that obviously they lost Brendan Rodgers to, to to Leicester, to Leicester and you could have thought that that would have derailed their their season. But it, feel, it feels that obviously Lennon's coming; he's got affiliation with the club. Um, he's done really well in sort of creating creating this, this siege mentality around around the club that they're not going to let that affect them. Um, and you know, a great performance yesterday. Um, oh, well done, great so, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I think it must be hard for him to come in and literally like just take over from where Brendan Rodgers has been doing so many good things and be able to put the team out and especially where Rod- yeah. Rodgers took so many staff with him as well so he had yeah, to sort of build, build no, up his own player, staff, staff as well, as well. So. yeah no it's true you know when you look it's at it you, sometimes you, you don't look at yeah you don't see it the, yeah. the, the, the forefront but like for you know a manager have to come in bring his own staff in and get the players playing staff, coaches the football and you know all the training so well done well yeah. done so yeah very well done indeed so um which we wanted to talk about. Obviously, we've got we've got uh, European football on, on on the horizon, and we've got the Europa League final coming up yeah. in the Champions League. But this this go for the Europa League final, obviously first, and it's the the one which has been very contested around the sort of the final in Bacau and and where where also the the, the, the games being hosted. Um, first of yeah, I mean first and foremost, go on. Where they actually got the location of the game is a joke. Why would you have it there? I mean, you, you tell me. Well, mate, you, yeah. you could ask the same question about why Qatar won the World Cup. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. But I think for a European competition, it's not even in Europe. For a European competition, I mean, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's a bit. Of, for me, it's a bit of a joke, and that's why obviously six thousand tickets have been returned from. Well, well, is, it, is it three thousand each, or well, is it, is well, it six thousand each? It, it, it's cumulative. <coughs> Arsenal and Chelsea have returned six thousand tickets together. I don't know how yeah, what yeah. the split is between the clubs, but I mean, this is this is where we've had talks of boycotting the game. Obviously, Eric Mkhitaryan has, has has decided or been told that he, was, he can't he even be travel safe and that's because of this beef between Armenia and, and Azerbaijan and, and and obviously him visiting certain areas. And one thing I would say is that um, you know I'm not clued up on this to an extent um, and if, if if you do want to listen to a bit or understand a bit more about this there's this week's Guardian um, football podcast is really good and they go into a lot of detail on this so I, I recommend people listen to that um, but no yeah I mean uh, you know what I think to myself though as well and there's been talk around the two clubs yeah. potentially boycotting it and how yeah. that, what, what knock on effect that, that would have yeah. I don't think it's going to happen no, no no of course it's not going to happen I mean I think if the thing about it is uh, the, the bottom line is this game is like uh, obviously it's a trophy but Chelsea are already in the Champions League so if anything it would be Arsenal to really push it for them to say oh look let's not play this game well, I think we, we've, we've been I mean, their player as well yeah I mean with their player as well this is the thing uh, what, what I have been thinking I've been thinking to myself if it was a star player say if it was like Eden Hazard I mean it's different because Mkhitaryan is a good player but he's not their star player but if it was a star player I mean how would it how would the, the clubs react to it? How would I think would Arsenal pull out of it? I mean, I think a club could have a potential of actually pulling out and saying no because football's got nothing to do with. I know it's, it's politics and it's something. It's not football. Football no. is football, no. and it should be separate. Two, but two yeah, it shouldn't have a mix. Yeah, yeah, there shouldn't be no danger around the player. I mean, to me, it's kind of crazy. I think if it was a, a, a world class player, what would be the what would be the, the case then? Well, I, th- I think you know what I mean. What, what would happen then? It's, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, even though he's he's not, you know, like you said, a star man, he's, he's still a player that would have, would have played a part in the game. And 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 it's interesting that I was listening to that Guardian live uh, Guardian podcast that I mentioned earlier, um, and they were saying around 
how difficult must it be in the Arsenal dressing room at the moment? Because you've got certain players, you know, obviously, you know, you want to play in the Europa League final. It's one of the biggest games in football. Yeah. Um, and there must be certain players that must think that they can't talk about the game around it because obviously he can't yeah, be a part of it. Yeah, if he can't and, be you know, part of it, so, so that's true, that, you can that, mess that, up the... That, that might have an effect on, on, on how Arsenal play, how the players think, mentality, the whole sort of sports, the sort of, the, the sort of science, and we talked about before about sports science and, and the sort of the, the whole psychology of, it, of the game and if certain players feel they can't openly discuss the game, it might affect their preparation. So it'd be, it was certainly very interesting, um, but I do agree with, 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 with sort of some sort of boycott or, or, or some sort of protest or something to say to you, for look, mm really you, you, you drop the ball here where, where, you've, where, you've, where you've decided to hold it hold it in this and also you definitely, know definitely. The European qualifiers are going to be held there it's, it's crazy well you know I think to be honest with you I think uh, we've got to be uh, real about some things I think there obviously everything is about money of kind of thing you know what I mean and, and, and it's bringing it to different places in the world that's going to generate money but anyway I, uh, let's go back to the game let's get yes. back to the, the game yeah. and I think um you know, for Chelsea, you've got uh, Loftus-Cheek, who's injured. Yeah. You've got... Um, Sickening for him, obviously. He just broke through. He just, and, yeah, he's just been sort of given a chance. He did like, build you know I mean? so, last year, and he, yeah, and he got his chance, and, and you know, to get yeah. that Achilles injury. In what was... Sorry, is it said, an Achilles as well? What what, sorry, what sorry said was, was I don't, you know was, what the was thing a, is, I don't think it was a pointless game. It was a pointless friendly, oh, you know, crazy right, worst shit, play. Shit. You know, so you got to really feel feel for him, and yeah, you know, obviously he he won't be playing. But I didn't know it was an Achilles because I know. No, no, because um, you know that winger. Hudson Odoi, hmm. Hudson Odoi, he's got an Achilles injury. So I don't has think, he? yes, I don't think off the cheeks is his Achilles. I, I don't think, think it was. I think that's what I read. I might be wrong, but I think that's like, what uh, it was. Hudson Odoi's out for like a year. I don't think it's lost cheek out for that long as well. I don't think he's out. For, he's had surgery. I don't, okay. I don't know how long it takes. Yeah, for, but, but but basically, yeah. I mean, I think um, they've got a few players that are out. Um, Canty's a slight doubt. Um, Arsenal have got Lacazette and Aubameyang up front, and I think like they, they if they. If they put it on Chelsea and they start well, I think I I'm, I'm, I think Arsenal will win it. And Rudiger's out as well. I mean, do you, do you not think that this? Or I mean, this is what I've been highly touted to be um, Richo Sarri's um, swan song because you know he's been heavily linked with with, with Italy and, and the Juventus job and things like this. Mm. Um, it may be his last game in charge of Chelsea. You know, so that, do you think there might be some sort of effect on on that? And, and you know the players playing for him a little bit or do you well, think I, I, that he hasn't had that affiliation because mm. there's been rumours of discontent around the fans around the players around him you know people aren't necessarily happy with him being Chelsea manager he looks set to go mm. um, this will potentially be his last game in charge do you think that will have any sort of effect well you know I think speculation never helps any club you know I think the best run clubs are when well not even the best run clubs but the most healthy clubs where you know that there's nothing really going on in the club is when nothing comes out nothing comes out to the public and the fact that it's come out to, I think it's on Sky Sports, I read an article the other day, and it said that, you know, Juventus and Inter um, are inquiring about Sarri because yeah. Sarri's going to have talks at the end of the season. I mean, it doesn't bode well. No. You know, it's like, a, it's like... It's a distraction, un- unneeded distraction, unwanted distraction as well. Unwanted distraction, it's yeah. like um, a club having like players, for example, who are not getting in the team. Yeah. But then players are coming out and like, you know, there's when they go away on international duty, they're talking and you hear little rumours about them saying they're not happy. I mean, when you don't hear that, that's when you know that the, the, the club have got him kind of like, he, he knows his place, he's not going to go and talk out, there's nothing that's going to come out. When things are coming out, you know there's a, a, there must be some type of fraction in the club where there's, there's a bit of doubt around his future. And I mean, that's mad because I think he's done, he's somehow, the top four 
race was crazy anyway, but yeah. somehow he fell into third. Yeah. I mean, that's a great position to fall in your first season. Mm -hmm. If you ask me at Chelsea, in terms of you've got Man City, Liverpool are further ahead in their development, for yeah. him to finish third ahead of Tottenham. Um, I think there's something definitely going on there. Obviously, where, he, he, you know they, I mean? they, they spent money where, where, where sort of Tottenham haven't, to be fair. But, mm. I mean, yeah, and it is interesting and, and certainly one. But you're back in Arsenal for this one, are you? I'm going to back Arsenal. I think Arsenal got the firepower. I think Chelsea, they don't really need it as much as Arsenal do. Arsenal need it more. I think sometimes that desire is what can win you the game. Arsenal need it more for me. And they've got the strikers. Chelsea got a few players out, so I'm going for, yeah, yeah I'm going to go for Arsenal, man. What about you? Um, just for balance, I'll go to Chelsea. <laughs> for no reason apart from balance, mate. Nobody about balance on the pod. But yeah, this, cool. goes, this goes to the, the, the upper lunch arts of European football and obviously one which is close to your heart, which will be the Champions League final, which is Tottenham versus Liverpool. And, you know, um, that, that'll be, that'll be the, the, I'm sure, that the, 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 the sort of hopefully football will be the talking mm. point there rather than anything else. Um, I mean, how do you see that playing out and the sort of the, the sort of the team use? I mean, Liverpool, have they got any injury doubts? How mm -hmm. are things looking in the run up to that? Yeah, I mean, um, I think with that game, it's going to be a strange one because at the end of the day, it's been like such a long break. There's never been such a long break between the end of the season. It's been two weeks? It's three weeks. Three it's weeks. going to be actually three oh, weeks. It will be three weeks. It's going to, it will be three weeks. Yeah. It's been two weeks so far. Yeah, you're right. So it's like, I mean, I feel like it's going to be the game could start a bit slow. Um, it could benefit maybe Tottenham or Liverpool in terms of Tottenham had a few more injuries before the season ended, so they're going to have. I think Harry Winks had an injury. Um, Harry Winks had an injury. Obviously, Harry Kane. Uh, I think they had a few other. Um, do you think Kane would um, Kane. Come off the bench, maybe? Or? Do you know what? I wouldn't mind if he started, to be honest with you. I think if he comes off the bench, I'd fear him more. If he starts, then I think they're a bit it would be not the right correct move to start him because I think Harry Kane is a player who probably needs a few games to get into his groove to like you know don't get me wrong I think he's come back a few times I know he scored goals but just my thinking I'm thinking you know what I wouldn't mind if he starts mm. he'd be up against well, I guess Tottenham obviously with, with, with Kane obviously he's been out for a while so they might think that you know it's a one-off game they might just sod it and just throw him in and obviously you don't need to give him too much sort of fitness work beforehand. No, it's um, true. It could be like, he could get through an adrenaline. Don't get me wrong, he could maybe, get through an adrenaline. Don't know. But, but, then, but then maybe the adrenaline would suit, maybe an impact side better. Um, obviously you've got Llorente who's gonna, probably going to lead the line if he doesn't. And he's come into a bit of form himself. So yeah. um, I think they can start him on the bench. I think one thing I do, yeah. one thing I do think is like, uh, at the end of the day, it's a, uh, it's a Champions League final and anything can happen and you know Tottenham are no mugs they've got to the final for a reason I do think they were actually lucky to get into the final because I thought Ajax were the better team generally over the two games Ajax were the better team they created the most chances probably in control of the game for the most amount of time but there were certain times where especially in the second leg where Ajax have got this uh, philosophy of just attacking 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 and they didn't need to attack they could have if they were a more of a mature team and this goes probably because of their age they kind of just kept on going forward where they could have just sat back and said, you know what, okay, we'll hit you on the break now, but they kept on going and, that, you know, could, could be they, they got caught on the break. But it's also philosophy of the coach as well, to be fair. I mean, he, he, he tells the players to, to sit back or attack. Or, yeah, or, or, um, but, but the thing about it is definitely, I hear you totally, that's the philosophy. It's a philosophy, but then you've got to be, it's, there's a philosophy and then you've got to know how to manage a game. And I think when it comes to a certain point when you're ahead in the game, I think there were three goals clear, mm. um, they didn't need to attack, they didn't need to commit as many bodies forward. They could have actually held their shape and said, you know what, we can change the way we play. But because of their, it's almost reminding me of Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool, 2014, Brendan Rodgers. Mm. All we know how to do is attack. If it, Tell us to defend and we're fucked. Mm. 
Pardon my French. There you go. I've got, I've got to put my skills on the That's three in a row now. Unbelievable. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so basically my point is, is like, you know, it's going to be, going back to the game, it's going to be a crazy game. I think it's going to be a bit slow start. Uh, both teams will create chances. Um, I do think if we play our best game, we win the game. It's as simple as that. I think we, we're that good now in terms of defensively, midfield, attack. We're a complete team. So I think if we play our best, we win. If we don't, Tottenham have got a chance. I mean, it's, it's certainly interested in terms of preparation. I mean, there was, there was a lot of talk around um, that both teams would prefer to play each other because obviously, you know, they would play each other twice in the season. Um, they've got the opportunity to, to know each other and scout each other a bit better. I mean, don't get me wrong, these players, scouting, these clubs' scouting networks are, are unbelievably vast and, you know, they have the information on, on anyone you want. But to, to the extent that obviously you're, you're always going to know your opponent better if, you, if you're in the same league and the same country and you'd be able to scout them that much. Of I think I think just to touch on a point which you made around, I think it's a bit harsh to say that um, you know Tottenham didn't deserve to go. I mean, to, I think Lucas Moura, I mean, he obviously he, uh, he had a masterclass, and, and I always think back to um, if anyone is interested to look on YouTube and look at Lucas Moura, there's there's a there's almost a montage of. The best goals that ever were. So the goals that you know where there was an amazing one, and I remember him playing for PSG, and there was one where he literally picked it up, probably about halfway inside his own half, did amazing dribbling run, went past about eight blokes, and then got to the edge of the box, even round the keeper, and the ball just scrapes outside the post. It could have been amazing. And he was a man no, on the mission, wasn't he? The, in that semi-final, mm. and almost single-handedly dragged Tottenham through to the final. And you know he's going to be a big, big player in the final. That's for sure. It'd be no, 100%. I think sometimes one of these players, like, um, you know, I think some of these great players, they need to find a home. And for him to do that in a semi-final in the Champions League for Tottenham is a big... It's a huge deal. I mean, his confidence must be sky high. Um, even when we've played him this time this season, even when we, we've played him this season, he's always been a threat. Like, he's done a couple of things. And when we played him at um, Wembley, but we actually dominated that game. I mean, for me... The biggest thing for me as a Liverpool fan is like it'll be such, it'll be a crying shame. It's almost like it's a bit it's a bit don't want to sound dramatic, but it's a bit do or die for us. In the sense of what? Because because it's, you came so close in the Premier League, and you, you feel like you need to achieve something this season. To, 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 well, I, I look at Klopp's reign and his first season, he got us to the League Cup final mm. against Man City. We lost. Got to the Europa League final against Seville. We lost. All right, we got to the finals, and then they got us to the finals, but we lost. You know. Last season, he gets us to the Champions League final. You know, we lose to Madrid. We're so close in the league, one point behind. Add everything up. I mean, Klopp's lost, I think, six of his last seven finals as a manager. Really? Yeah, he actually lost that, that amount, six that, of his last seven finals. In, Dort in Germany, Dortmund as well. Is Dortmund and Mainz or just Dort uh, I think it's just Dortmund, just Dortmund. I think he got to a couple of their league cup finals, equivalent against Bayern, he lost. But it's still a die in terms of these group of players need something to hold on to now. We need to win something to say, look, we're, you know, we just need to win this game. We need to, we need to win this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm, big on it. We need, really admit, need from, to win this game, bro. From, it's, it's, I mean, it's, from a neutral's point of view, I mean, for me, it would be nice to see Tottenham win the Champions League because they're, they're a club which, which, which haven't, um, you know, invested. How could you say that? After all the time I've known you, man. I've known you 10 me, years, let man. Let me, let me make my point. Longer than 10 years, man. I, I think in the sense they haven't, they haven't, um, in, you know, Mauricio Pochettino has, has has not had a lot of money to spend, obviously, because Tottenham being quite prudent with the stadium. And I think that in the sense that, you know, it would have been nice to see 
uh, the coaching efforts of him recognised. But I think it heavily heavily goes in favour of, of Liverpool in the sense that they are in the ascendancy. You know, obviously they they, they perform so well this season that are well, they are the better team at the two this season. You know, you can't deny that given the points table. That, that's that's undeni undeniable. Um, and part of me. Um, you know, wants to see both clubs win. You know, I, I'm a neutral. If I'm honest, I'm a neutral. I, I don't mind who wins it. Part of me wants uh, Tottenham to win because they haven't won a, you know, accreditation in, in Europe for, for a while. Um, and uh, Liverpool obviously have done so well, and it would be almost be a bit of a shame, I guess, for them to not achieve any sort of silverware this season. Um, but yeah, certainly one I'll be watching in interest, and, and yeah, it'll be a great game. Yeah, it should be a game that you wanted to win for my happiness, man. But give a fuck. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm anyway. always looking after your happiness. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think uh, it's going to be a, a bit of a crazy game. Can I, I, push, think it's can like, I push you on a prediction? Yeah, go on. Uh, prediction. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say no, 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 no. no <laughs> I'm going to. I thought about it, and I'm going to say. Um, this is the Guinness kicking. No, not at all. I'm going to be very. I'm, I'm thinking about this game. I think Tottenham. They're, they're a threat. There's no doubt about it. They're a threat. They're, they're a team. I'd rather have played Ajax. <laughs> Fuck off. Do you think Tottenham score? Oh, do I think Scott Tottenham score? Yeah. Sorry. No, I thought you know. I thought you said. I thought you said. Um, like, give me a score in it. Like, you know, rushing me, man. I'm no, tense no, no, about no, this. No, so, I think yeah. you think Tottenham will score. So, cause you, uh, so they make a game of it, sort of thing, in the sense that you know you think. No, I think Tottenham will. I think Tottenham will score. Because obviously we know Liverpool got goals in them. But now they've become more de more defensively resolute, so it will be certainly interesting. But I I, I, cer I certainly see it as a, as, a, as, a, as a a game that you'll see goals from both teams. Okay, I'm going to go with a prediction. You've asked me for it. Go on. Uh, three one Liverpool. Scorers. Two for Salah. One for Mane. And Tottenham. Lucas Moura. Okay. All right. I'm going to go two one Liverpool. I'll go Llorente to get an early goal. Mm -hmm. I think. And then you'll see two goals on the last 15 minutes from Liverpool. It's <laughs> not 15 minutes. I, I, I think it was that's interesting, events. man. That's interesting. I think you're I, trying to kill me with that one, man. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's all right. Mate, that's if that's the case, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it if that's the case, but I'm thinking that game will kill me if we're like 2 1 the one nil down up no to the last way to win. There's no better no, way to no, win. No, 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 true, true. So I, I, I reckon I'll say, and then you'll see Mane with two. Mane too, yeah? Mane too, and he's going to be the champion. He's going to be, he's going to take Mo Salah as the, the, the king of Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that prediction, mate. I there like that go. prediction. There you go. So, there you go. I'm backing him after all. But, I mean, we touched on on, on Mainz and Dortmund. Yeah. And I wanted to just, something I, I've been tweeting in the last couple of days around um, this documentary which just come to, to, to Netflix, which I sent you, Rich, as well. I know mm. you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but it's a documentary. If anyone else hasn't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. It's called Trainer. And it's a, a German documentary following uh, three uh, teams in the second division Bundesliga and, and the third, third Liga. Um, and there's uh, FC Heidenheim and, and the work of Frank Schmidt. So he, if anyone doesn't know about him, he was a, I think he was a defender or, or defensive midfielder for, for Heidenheim. And he got the job, I think, in 07 when uh, Heidenheim were in the fourth tier of the uh, German football. And he's able to sort of um, bring them up to the second division Bundesliga. He's done a great job there. And it really looks in, in depth around his um almost involvement in uh, a team of that size in the sense that a coach at in that at that level has got a bit more mm. got to be a bit more involved in, in in every aspect of the game obviously in in the sort of you know the Liverpools and the Premier League and the, the, the clubs that have got money they've got sporting directors they've got you know a lot more scouts around directors of football and this sort of stuff these clubs don't were, were have they that. like built up from like the sort of, sort of from the ground so this guy was like he was he, he he's covered he, he was covering most of the areas that they didn't have yeah he's he, and he's done an amazing job to be fair and, and he's a real um, leader of men 
and and and, and it's, I mean the, the documentary really focuses on him, but it also touches on a couple of other uh, managers and their teams. So everyone knows about St. Pauli. They've got a, a, you know, even though they've they've only had one um, season in the, in the in the top flight in the Bundesliga in the last sort of um, I think 10, 20 seasons. Um, they've been mainly around the second division Bundesliga. But uh, I think it was Andre Schuber here, and he had about a season and a half, I think, um, or maybe even just 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 under two seasons in in, in charge of St. Pauli. And it, it's, I think it's around 2013, 14. This is set. Mm. Um, so it's all around the sort of the development of the club as well, and they're building the stadium and things like that, which is interesting. And then Stefan Schmidt at, at Paderborn as well, which is another club which is, which is sort of striving in 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 those stuff lower into lots. I won't go into too much detail, but um, I don't want to ruin it for people. But it's it's a really good watch for anyone who has got an interest in in football to a not an analytical sense, but you know, he's got a real sort of interest in the detail of football. I, I, you know, I can't recommend that, that that documentary enough. What happens kind of behind the scenes and stuff it's like that? It's absolutely fascinating, mate. Because you don't see that sort of fly in the wall stuff. I mean, no, I'm we, definitely going to check it out. It we, sounds, we, sounds like a. It's got interviews from from a very young Jurgen Klopp as well um, in there, and a few sort of they're talking you through around sort of how the it's how coaches, excuse me, get qualified mm-hmm. to be coaches at Bundesliga as well. Um, an absolutely fascinating minute, and yeah, I, I really highly recommend um, anyone who's got an interest in it to, to watch that. No, no, uh, you know, like next time on the pod, I'll be giving my good, but you know, I like no, brief I, I, review. No, I would, I would, I would, I would <laughs> no, I love that. Actually. I'd love to hear your views on it because obviously I'm, I'm quite strongly for it. But um, I'd be interested in your views, and I think we've been quite spoiled in terms of football documentaries in the mm. last few years. Obviously, we've had the Sunderland to our die one, which gave you quite a fly in the wall one of, that, of their plight. Um, and there's been a few Man over City, the Man years. City one. Man City one, Amazon, which, which I haven't had the chance to watch unfortunately yet because I'm on Netflix. I'm, I'm not on Amazon. <laughs> I, I need to find myself no, a dodgy streaming website for that. But yeah, um, but no, yeah, no, it's, it's certainly um, something that, that that's hopefully we'll see more of. I think going forward. I mean, it's interesting in, in a in a in a league or in a world of football where, especially where you reach the Premier League, you don't often see these behind the scenes things because everything's money and secrecy and sponsorship and anyone's got you know their money on on, on certain and things which you're not allowed to see so it, it's certainly interesting mm. to, to, to follow isn't it? Oh, definitely I mean I, I think it's um, it's yes it's just quite an interesting thing I mean to see actually just behind the scenes you don't really get to see all that all we get to see is like the games and you know I think the, the funny thing about buying football sometimes you just always expect all your players to be on form and everything but you don't really know what's going on sometimes behind the scenes mm. and you know in their private lives you know what I mean but we don't take that into account we just like see, but to be honest with you they are Actually, it doesn't really matter how much you're paid. I mean, if you've got things going on, you've got things going on. But I mean, my, my point is, like, is uh, we don't see behind the scenes. No. So it's interesting to, to, I want to definitely check that out. But, but I, I think that's also partially due to, to sort of the, the, the higher up the football period you, you go, the less interaction with your fans. And I don't want to repeat myself because on the mm. last pod, I was with, with David Hilferty, who's a Celtic fan, and, and uh, Lee Ush, who's a Sunderland fan, and we were talking around sort of how fans have become more detached from the game as, as, as a result of more money being implemented, coming into the, coming into the game. And um, I won't, you know, yeah, but you know what, okay, I've just got to throw this one in there because I've got to speak from the heart. This is the thing about Liverpool. <laughs> no, but seriously, in terms of what Klopp done when he came in, we had a game in the uh, it the FA Cup? No, it might, not, it might have been a league game, but anyway, we drew 2-2 West Brom. No, no actually, let me go back. He, uh, we played against Palace, funny enough, and you guys beat us 1-0 at Anfield. It was one of them games where after the, the, the 82nd minute or something, oh, all, 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 2-1, yeah. all the fans left, and Klopp was like, you know, I looked around, I felt quite alone at yeah. the time. Yeah. Anyway, when we, we 
managed to play his next league game and we got a late uh, equaliser against West Brom. He got the fans to, no, he got the, actually the players to all stand in a line and everyone was mocking, yeah. everyone was mocking what he was doing. Because like, he hadn't won the game. But he hadn't won the game. But it was still like, we appreciate that he stayed behind so we got that last minute winner. If it wasn't for you guys, we might not have got that last minute winner. I think transmitting that is not an easy thing in this day and age. But that's what I love about Klopp and I don't care what, you know, everyone, sometimes people come with statistics about what Klopp's won at Liverpool, blah, blah. And I appreciate that. Obviously, even I know that it's all about trophies. At the same time, you've got to appreciate. Yeah, yeah you've got to appreciate um, what who your manager sort of represents, what he represents. That, that, that's and I like what my manager represents. He that, represents that human side, which I like. He's like he's with, with the people. That's that's an interesting point, and it's almost where Palace fans themselves have become to a bit of a stick around trying to bring this European culture to, to, to a club in the sense that Palace fans have been trying to do it with the, with the ultras, the fanatics, and trying to improve the atmosphere and, 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 the, and, and, and the experience of the football game. And obviously Klopp was used to doing that in, in the Bundesliga, obviously, with Mainz and Dortmund in the sense that he try and connect the club and, and, and the players. And I think that's something which... I, Again, other other leagues are better doing than, than, than we are. I mean, I, I, I like you know, I watch the Danish Super League, and you really feel close to the, to the to the players in the sense that you know, I'm I'm someone who's been to what three, four, Eschberg games, and I've been able to meet the club captain for a beer after the game and just have a chat with him for 45 minutes about Roy yeah, Hodgson, yeah. about his experience in Finland, and, and you know, Marcus House is a legend. Um, you know, have, playing pool with him and Johnny Calco just on a night out. It, it just these sorts of interactions you would never have mm-hmm. with, with with Premier League footballers because. Yeah, so far it, away. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, it's it's. I guess it's it's the price you pay for watching this elite level of football. Is that fans, real fans, people who are used to. I mean, being a Palace fan myself, my experience of Palace in the Championship, you felt more a lot more closer to the club and, and things like that. And you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I, I think I need to put on record that is, 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 I'm, is, I'm, is, that, is that something that no, 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 interesting? No. What you just said, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, from, I'm, from I'm, t- I, I'm a Crystal Palace fan, right? Yeah. I, I love the fact that my club is playing Premier League football, and, mm. and you know, the fact that we get to see players at Wolfrid Sahara would not be at Crystal Palace unless we're a Premier League club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, t- I often turn to my brother at games when something happens and goes, "Jeez, have you just seen that?" Like we have to pinch each other, sort of thing, to say, well, "How lucky are we to be watching this?" Because we know these are the glories of Crystal Palace. You know, yeah, yeah, in the top flight, like seven straight seasons. You know. Um, and I don't want to. Big business. I don't want to feel like, oh yeah, no, I preferred it in the championship because that's not there at all. But you, you definitely uh, almost have to, to have a balancing act, and you, and you almost give up a little bit of that closeness with the club. I think when you have that success. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think it's, it's it's crazy how it is. I mean, just going to the Premiership, I think is a. I've always thought for a fan, it must be funny to to well, especially for a fan, the Palace fan who like you know you're in the championship, you're winning more games. So you're, you're actually winning more games and you're more near Not the necessarily, top. mate. This is Palace. We weren't necessarily winning more games. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you must have won a fair amount of games to get up, for example. Well, of course, of course. You, you know, you're in the, you're in the top players. end. Yeah. So you're winning more games than... I mean, the there was game. a lot of seasons before them we didn't, and administrations and relegations. No, and no, tough no, times, no, no. You had a tough time. No, you had a tough time, but I mean... Which makes the highs even more sweeter, I must admit, but yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, you know that comparison to like what would you what would you rather more? I mean, um, like a, a roller coaster of because they say with fans it's all about emotions, what you feel at a certain times. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had great times at the playoffs, for example, where it's just like something that is Best out of this world. Best way to and then you, so, so for example, let me ask you a question, which is really interesting. If um, what what do you prefer in terms of having that mad excitement, the you know the playoffs where like you know you might go up or you know, you might not, you score a last minute winner to being safe in the Premiership in 10th and you have a couple of games where it's tense, but 
you get over the line, you get the points you need. But what is more memorable? Maybe yeah, as a fan, it, like to 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 have the roller coaster or have this kind of not safety, but it's. I mean, you get what I'm saying? You must understand I, what I'm I, saying. I, to I, you. I understand. Yeah. I, so I think in terms, obviously, memorability and things like you're never going to beat when your club overcomes some sort of adversity and mm. against the odds. So I'm thinking back in administration times, back in 2010, and, and you know the club nearly going out of business and having to draw against Sheffield Wednesday to, to sort of, um, to, to, he wants to survive. And, and I'm, me and my brother were there. It was rollercoaster emotions. And hands down, I'll say, this is the only time that I've ever come close to crying at a football match is when the final whistle went. I know you should have told me. There were 6,000 Palace fans there. Um, unbelievable atmosphere, unbelievable day. Six minutes of injury time. And when that final whistle went, Two to and we knew we were safe and also yeah. that we were going to survive in the Premier League or in, in the Championship because of it. Um, I, I stood on my on my um, on my seat at Hillsborough. Well, I was pretty much in the smack bang in the middle of the stand. There were six thousand Palace fans around me going absolutely loopy. I was just sitting up there and there was Sean Derry and a few other Palace, Palace players. Just all they did was just run towards the Palace end. All they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just I remember being there, arms aloft, and, and I had a lump in my throat. And this this was the closest I've ever been to tears at a football match. It just meant so much. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I want to balance up by saying that that I'm not saying that I'll prefer that over the Premier League football because don't, uh, this, this is this is the elite level of football. And anyone who's grew up within 20 minute walk of, of this Palace Stadium, like I have my whole life, and, and I've been a, a staunch Palace fan and season ticket holder for many years, um, you know, love for my club will always be I want to succeed at the highest level. So I want to see them in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, of course, of course. The issue becomes is where. When you are in the Premier League, you attract certain fans. So you attract um, not not tourists, but you attract a certain type of fan, and almost expectations change. Mm. And I think that we need you need to understand that. I hark on about this quite a lot, but the Premier League for me, outside of the top six, you're in a relegation battle. Every team mm. is in a relegation battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Except 100%, if you have 100%. an exceptional season like Watford or Wolves, yeah, Wolves, Wolves got yeah, a lot yeah, of money, yeah, yeah. Um, where they where they push on. Everyone else relegation battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. So I think it's very difficult to, to sort of to, to for, for a fan to have that. Um, you know, we're really going to win something this year if we're outside that top six, unless you think you have a cup run or you go on a mad run and potentially go into Europe. Yeah, no, no, it's true. I mean, um, it's it's. It's like that. I mean, yeah, it's definitely divided in that sense. But I still think like the Premiership is the most competitive league. I think it's been proven now just throughout the leagues in the in the, in the world. Well, it's got the most going money, on to it's another got the most TV money. It's it, it, it's 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 reflective in in that sense. And yeah, it's it, by far the best league in the world. Yeah, it's like you can't really talk. The most watched league. What, most know? money in the league. Any most money in 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 any sort of country. That's you know what I mean top flight. So yeah. But um, yeah, man, I think we're gonna wrap it up now, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think it's a good place as ever, isn't it? I mean, last words. Because next, we're we gonna do this. Uh, well, the thing is, I, I want to keep this quite regular for me. So I know I, I, we try to do it every week um, during the season because we've got and things like that. But I think we'll what, definitely have something we do, out. We'll, we'll definitely have something we'll, out after the, the we'll after, so, after the European. We'll, we'll do something European after the Champions League final, and yeah, also yeah, yeah. I want to obviously touch on, on on the on the playoffs as well. So, um, but then next yeah. chance, you know, we've got obviously. Europa League qualifiers starts. So there's a lot to talk about there, um, and almost football starts again in July. You know, where, where and also yeah. got the transfer window. You know, so there's, there's, there'll be plenty to talk about, and still a few more pods come up for us before yeah, the season we'll starts. Definitely be sure. providing like a yeah, few more podcasts throughout the summer. Definitely. Well, I hope you I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you enjoyed the the difference in in sound and quality. Hopefully, it's been better. You know, I haven't had a chance to listen to it back yet. Um, well, I think it's certainly been a lot clearer. Um, apologies if you heard any background noise because we are on the main road. Obviously, we had a couple of beers outside in the sun, <laughs> but. Um, no, I hope you enjoy this. Um, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, and, I really uh, enjoyed it, guys. Take care. Take care, people.